What do you say, guys? Welcome to Elephant in the Room, brought to you by Lance's Lock. Lance'sLock.com. As you move on to the March Madness, Alabama in the mix right now, Auburn in the mix, a lot of SEC basketball at the top of the conference race and in the NCAA, uh, projecting to have a pretty good pool of teams. You got the NBA. How about NASCAR? which is running right now and uh, everything else. Well, Lance's locks got you covered. And don't forget that if you uh, are going to bet on that stuff, if you're going to throw down a little money and have some fun, my bookie, my where they will price match uh, 50% up to a thousand dollars on that initial wager. Always great to hang out with the man himself, Mr. Jake Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. It's time for Elephant in the Room. And uh, I see you look like you've lost about 25 pounds since <laughs> I saw you last. Your, your diet must be really working. It's working a little bit. Lost lost four or five pounds last last week and a half. Playing football, I'm sure like that was part of life for you. Not for you, but for other guys like Shank. Seems like maybe he'd be a guy that would <laughs> shot from the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, right? uh, how much fun was last show? Oh man, hard to beat. You know those guys. Again, I we were texting after that show, and I, you know, you really do when you're 18 to 22. Uh, you know, nowadays it's 26, 27, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the, I mean, you take for granted uh, those moments where you just have basically a podcast with no microphones. Yeah, right, know? right. Uh, every day in the locker every room. Every day is is that kind of atmosphere. You're sitting there, you know, shooting the shit with the guys, having a good time, and, uh, you know, everything's funny, nothing, you know, you're not going to get canceled for anything. It's just locker room talk, having fun, guys being guys and and uh you know you take for granted that those moments when you just get to hang out and and talk about whatever's funny at the moment and and just build that camaraderie i mean those guys are like uh you know once you share that experience there it's like having a brother you know mm-hmm. and, that's how it feels man i mean it oh, really yeah. feels like that oh yeah i mean yeah, yeah as soon as they come in ryan's got his arm around shank i know <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is not too I, often you see a 300 pounder with with a, somebody else having their arm around them. <laughs> yeah yeah i've been like laughing about saying unchained and me just thinking about a dog <laughs> and cutting him loose i prefer it without the chains Mick. yeah yeah <laughs> it, it it really has made me laugh a lot but you know, I've told you since we thinks he's talking to Django. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what, you guys explaining to me what <laughs> Ryan looked at me. He was like, he was like slave chains. <laughs> I'm like, okay, not uh, where I was at right now with my thoughts. Uh, I was sitting over here just shaking my head. I was like. I guess I got to spell it out for. Him. Yeah, yeah. I well, the, the truth of the matter is, is that we live back in a wooded cul-de-sac, and I have tree guys right now working. Yeah. Again today. Oh yeah. Right. And last time the guy dropped a a branch and it hit my fence and broke my fence, and I'm like, okay, how bad is this? Because I got a, you know, I got intel from inside. You know uh-huh. what I mean? From my wife, and so. I'm like, oh, you know, so I wasn't really in tune like I am today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how bad is I go out there? And, of course, it's like three planks. It's not even a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. You you get that report. It's like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you should know by now when your wife calls with an issue, you know it's probably thirty percent less mm-hmm. in severity than what what it really is. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And maybe it looked worse. <laughs> we had these trees out here in our driveway. And, and uh, they, they, storms would come through, you know. And so I, had, I have a 2020, um, not Bronco. I had a Bronco in college, a uh, forerunner. And one, one storm last year, a branch fell and broke the back, like the thing that's over the back, yeah. then at the side. And then another branch fell. And, I mean, there's like a like – a, indentation on in the roof yeah, this with it. and i'm just like okay I, I got it and i just got a new car so i'm like you know what i'm not i'm not taking a chance anymore yeah uh-huh. all you water oaks are gone <laughs> yeah. magnolias you're good oh see i i'm get get them all out i can't stand magnolias can't stand the leaves can't mm-hmm. stand picking them up it's a lot the of time. a lot of shit oh it's just a nip whenever there's a storm coming through like at my house we have no magnolias, but all my neighbors do. And so, uh, before we had somebody doing our yard, it was me scooping all that up every leaf. And I was ready to just go over there at midnight and just, I was going to, you know, Harvey up, like them, just get rid of them all. (laughs) 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 I'm so tired of them, you know, or cut them down or, you know, something, but I can't stand those magnolia trees anymore. Yeah, they um the thing about the magnolias um that when I look at the magnolias, uh I love them, but the the pine cones are kind of scary. Oh, the yeah, whatever, you, yeah, the, they look like a creature. <laughs> like big pine cones with red things inside uh-huh. of them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stepping of, on one of them when you're barefoot. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to mess with those things. Um well, let's talk about Alabama making some headlines. Uh, they hired their uh, offensive line coach, and they also hired their tight end coach. So, you know, a lot of things becoming official today, including uh, Coach Womack, you know, being announced as the defensive Yeah, what was up with that? I... Well, it takes a while to get those contracts in, even oh, though we God. knew that it was yeah, kind yeah. of a, the real deal. But, uh, you know, it just kind of took a minute to get there. But uh, Alabama does have now uh, a full complement of offensive coaches, I believe, right? So the – O-line coach has been acquired or hired, yeah, I believe. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, I think everybody's everybody's in place now. They got a tight ends coach now in place. Am I right on yes, that or am I wrong yeah. on that? Because that, that happened today, I feel like. Yeah, Chris – I'm trying to remember how to say his last name. It's so name. weird now that the, these coaches are, you know, regionally, you think of coaches in a, like the coaches in the South stay in the South, the coaches in the North stay in the North, mm-hmm. the West stay in the West. Almost, I mean, it seems that way because when Coach Saban was here and, you know, other places in the Southeast, it was just a revolving door. One guy got fired as the D-line coach here. He was in Tennessee the next year, maybe yeah, in right. South Carolina three years Ancestral. ago. Ancestral. Yeah, and now it's – well, now, with this staff, uh, it's not that way. No, that's right. I yeah. mean, you've got – it's a completely different landscape of a staff now. And they're not – you know, it's not – like Sal Sinceri, one of my favorite coaches to ever play for. He's, you know, at Tennessee one year, back at Alabama. Yeah. He goes somewhere else. He's back – Florida, he's back at Alabama. Did you play with Vinny? 
Uh, I didn't play with him, but I know Vinny pretty well. Was he uh, before you or after you? He was before me. Oh, no, wow. I think okay. we were. He left early. Had he stayed his senior year, we would have played together. Okay, but he left his oh, senior cool. year. Well, the 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 new OC is uh, Chris Kabilovic, and Kabilovic um, was the O line coach at Baylor, but he really never coached there. Kind of the same thing we had with. Sam Huff, he he went there from Michigan State, but he ended up coming here. So yeah, that's kind of weird too how they they do that. The coaches to me are as bad as the players when it comes to you know jumping that's, from. We've spot talked to spot. about this before. That's yeah. the, you know that's an issue that I've always had. I mean, either you know, coaches if you're recruiting kids and and promising them things uh, to be able to up and leave before your contract runs out. I mean, that should be something that should be addressed as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's such a big decision for kids. Uh, if there's not continuity with the pro- within the program, I mean, whether firing a guy, a uh, guy up and leaving, uh, you know, you, you should make a decision and stick with it like these kids are, are held to account for, mm-hmm. or at least used to be. Um, you know, I think it, it works both ways. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I agree with you, man. I mean, I kind of feel like they, they ought to have some kind of a set of rules. But I, mean, I think John Parker Wilson played for four different OCs during his time at Alabama. About right? that, yeah, maybe, yeah, sounds right. I think yeah. he played for McElwain, Major Applewhite, uh, who's OC when Shula was there. I forget. I I don't know, but yeah, every but I, year I was different. It was like three or four different OCs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be the same thing now with these guys. Bill O'Brien yeah. and you know and and Tommy Reese and yeah. Nick Sheridan yeah. you know so if, and, and but the, the thing with Coach Saban though is that his offensive scheme stayed in place yeah. all the verbiage was there well I mean at the end of the day all the verbiage is pretty much the mm-hmm. same for uh, I mean all the plays are the same for each coach for the most part it's just the vocabulary changes yeah uh, luckily for me some of the stuff I mean. The protections were different between Florida State and Alabama. And like at Florida State for Jimbo, all the protections were numbers. Okay. Whereas at Alabama, it was all, uh, you know, it was words, um, similar protections, but had different, kind of different, a little bit of a difference here and there. Uh, but Jimbo was tougher to learn. A, protection scheme when it was all numbers based you know you just there's 72 73 78 79 92 93 144 you know you just had to remember the protections based on number alone and you didn't have a name or a like at alabama jack and jill was a six-man protection whereas Mm -hmm. at florida state the same protection or similar protections in 92 93 and i always had to when I was at Alabama, I'd, I'd hear Jack and Jill, and I'd be like, "All right, that's ninety-two, ninety-three. Oh man, you know, yeah. And then think of it that way, and then make the mic call and be like, "All right, now we the backs on the opposite side." If you think even an odd, just send us a sign. I, I mean, you, you were you the guy that signaled the, the plays in? <clears throat> like it? I guess Jimbo's not because it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, like, I love this. It's like coaching third. Oh yeah, like like well, Florida State. So um, you know, you had Roger and Louie. Basically, the play was going right with Roger, left with Louie, 
if you had, I mean, even numbers were right, odd numbers were left. So, so if you put this up, that means the play's going left. How does the other team not sometimes, know that? Sometimes, and sometimes is there an indicator? Uh, well, you had several different guys signaling in place, so they had to figure out which one was the was the guy. Well, how do they know that? Signaling. Well, they got to figure it out. Well, how did the players know? A guy wears. I mean, there's different guys wearing different weird vests or hats or you know different things. I mean, playing on the team, you knew. So they'd be uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy's got it. There'd be time. a dummy, and then you've got guys signaling in plays to the receivers separately from the quarterbacks because the quarterbacks getting the whole play, the receivers getting, uh, you know, formation and 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 the play. Well, a lot of times formation was on those boards that we held up at Alabama. Jeez. So would it have helped? Dude? I mean, I know Michigan got caught doing this. Cracking these codes, would that have helped? Oh yeah, even if you just know runner pass. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, if they're running a play action pass and you know it's a pass all all the whole time, I mean, the backers aren't getting sucked in. Yeah, right, right, run right. Action. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it, and towards my latter years that at Florida State, it was all a numbering number based system, and I still it's you know one was stretch, two was uh. 92, 93, three was inside zone. Four was a five-man protection. Five was was a counter. And then one side, six, seven, eight. I can't remember what those were. But, uh, you know, the numbering system was a certain play. And then Roger or Louis was the direction. And then we had signals for the um, formation first. But, uh, yeah, again, when you switch systems, Basically, every time you hear a play, you got to figure out what play that was, or at least that's what I thought. You had to compare that to what you used to run and then think of it that way and then think about the different nuanced specifics that went into that play that were different than what you used to run. And then eventually you just created the own system in your head for the new system. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, uh, but... I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's never easy learning the, the new vocabulary for a new system and all the different specifics, but it just takes time. Yep. Well, and honestly, I probably remember the Florida State stuff better than I remember just off the top of my head the Alabama stuff. Yeah. Why is that? Maybe uh, just one more year at Florida State than yeah, I had yeah. in Alabama. Right. You probably did it more. Uh, Kapilovic comes from, uh, you know, like, Colorado, Michigan State, UNC before that. You know, he, he was at Michigan State when they had uh, Kenneth Walker running all over everybody. And uh, he brings that experience in. He's actually been in the South before. One of his first coaching jobs in college athletics was at Alabama State. And really? he spent yeah, four years there, I think. And so, um, so he gets the South, right? Worked at uh, Southern Miss. And this is a good hire. I mean, I, but, but again, we didn't hear a whole lot come out about who the possibilities were, which tells me that um, of the people that coach DeBoer brought in, they're not very connected around the South because we would have heard of it. You know, we'd have like a list of people. I mean, think about the high it. school coaches wouldn't have been able to handle it. Yeah, they'd have been. Is it coming from them? Go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it coming from the, you know, guys inside the building? I don't know, but. It was so quiet, man. I mean, like, I didn't hear any names. Oh, yeah. And that's that's unusual. 
Oh, it was very unusual. You know, did I mean, you? I mean, you did you hear any names either? No, no. I mean, I wasn't beating anybody down trying to figure it out yeah. either. But you know, usually, and again, when when it's a Kevin Steele, a Sinceri, uh, you know, uh, Coach Kelly, you know, one of those guys who have been around the blue bloods of the SEC, yeah, or the region of the southeast you know that word travels fast and i mean because they know so many people but <clears throat> that or their agent it's pretty good at you know leveraging deals <laughs> oh yeah so now now you got you got an you know, offensive line coach. I felt like this was a position that a lot of Alabama fans were really concerned about. That they wanted to make sure that they got someone very good in this job. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Who's going to know whether they're going to be good or not? You know, I mean, this is they're getting thrown into a, a situation that's never been dealt before. Uh, I mean, it'd be like, you know who's a who's a baseball announcer that's the best of all time Vince Scully yeah it'd be like replacing him yeah yeah it's true yeah, which Joe Davis did it not not a bad job of it but he's as good as he is he's not even close yeah well when you've got childhood memories from certain people that have built a foundation for that long yeah nobody's ever going to replace that you know uh <clears throat> I mean, when game day is 20 years from now, when Kirk Herbstreit's gone, I mean, you already you lost, um, what's his name? Lee Corso. He's, he's pretty much going to be gone here in the next year or so. Yeah. You know, nobody can replace him, mm -mm. a young version of him. Uh, Pat McAfee does a hell of a job, but you know, you still have that nostalgic feeling of watching Lee Corso commentate during those couple hours in the morning that you'll always miss, you know? Yeah. They hired Brian Ellis as the new tight ends coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. I'll tell you what. Well, Georgia, they, there's been a lot of people after those guys. I feel like, didn't he just take a new job? The head coach, Georgia, Southern? Georgia state's head coach went to become like part of the staff at South Carolina. Okay. So I don't know that that could have happened and I just don't know about it, but, yeah. but the, the second tier of college football jobs are now being ransacked for their coaches. Yeah. And they're taking smaller, you know, lesser <laughs> titles on bigger teams than being a bigger title on a smaller team. Yeah. Well, that's how you move up. You're probably getting paid more at mm -hmm. Alabama's and Tennessee's and other places too. But, yeah, here's here's what I'd say about that is that we're going to have to give these guys time. Either, I mean, time or unless there's a blockbuster hire that, that comes out of nowhere that understands the landscape better because it's going to take time to learn, you know, for, for a lot of these guys, just a whole different platform of, of recruiting, a different kind of pressure. Yeah. A different kind of need to provide for these guys that they've never seen before. Right. You know, it's it's going to take a lot more networking on the back end, support wise, to get these guys than just hey, come to Alabama. We are Alabama. You know. Um. And these coaches got to be creative. 
I've Coach said that. Saban was more creative than anybody. Yeah. You know, that was my problem with Bill O'Brien. I didn't think he was creative enough. I thought he's a really good coach, but you know, uh, you, you see like when Michigan won the national championship, they get the backup quarterback. That's got skills in there. Yeah. You know, th those, you, you figure out a way to get players in position to be able to make plays. I mean, you just don't rely on the best quarterback you of get all the time. Absolute most out of each position. Yeah. Right. Whether it's, yeah. You know, whether I mean, if, if this guy, you know, is is a great route runner, but not the most explosive deep ball guy, I mean, yeah. you, you figure out how to put them in positions to to succeed and make them look better than they actually are based on the one segment of talent that they may have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, Ellis was the quarterback at UAB from 2007 to 2011. The new tight end. Where's he from? Like. Born. Uh, let me find born. out. I don't know. Probably an Alabama guy, though. Would yeah, you think, went right? To UAB, yeah. Yeah. Or somewhere in the southeast. Let's look it up. But um, do you think – is his career more successful as a former UAB quarterback or Sam Hunt? I think Sam Hunt's probably doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you like Sam Hunt? Yeah, and he doesn't have to recruit 18-year-olds, 17, 18, 16-year-olds. Yeah, 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 yeah. How funny is that? Uh, there's been a, I think Riley Green was a quarterback for uh Jacksonville State, State was too, he in Alabama? Yeah. Are you are you planning on going to the uh, Riley Green concerts? Oh, uh, yeah. Did we talk about? I think we did yeah. talk about this. Yeah, because I'm I'm probably gonna go too. That and uh, oh, he's from Macon, Georgia, from my, my aunt and uncle. That's from not there. too far. Houston County, spelled like Houston. I would have definitely read that as Houston for sure. Yeah, they will correct you. Um, so he was uh, UAB, Western Kentucky, transfer USC. To Kentucky? No, no, quarterback coach and stuff. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, Western Kentucky again as the OC, and then uh, Georgia Southern, and now he comes to Alabama. So uh, you know, coach. Uh, Coach DeBoer, you know, had to fill in a couple spots. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Ryan Grubb going to the NFL. He talked about that in an interview and basically just was like, this was a, a dream job for him, you know. And I've said that before. Like, if you got a chance to go to the NFL and that's what you want to do, you got to take the opportunity. Not everybody loves college football like we do. You go there. And the Seahawks are like, dude. I mean, huge look. compared to <clears throat> compared to Washington Huskies. You know. Well, I don't think he's ever. Uh, I mean, he's never witnessed an SEC crowd, an SEC atmosphere. Mm. I don't believe. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he understands the the heat, that, and just the the intensity of the situation. Of course, that can be a negative too. Uh, uh, but what he's used to is West Coast football, right. and, and while Washington was good last year, you got more people at the airport greeting the head coach than you did at your spring game last year in Washington. Yeah, right, right, right. So, right. I mean, uh, Alabama, for the state of Alabama, there's no NFL team here, and it is the iconic athletic brand down here. Yeah. Well, think about this. Kirby Smart was definitely on the list of coaches to take over for the Falcons. But if he would have went to the Falcons, there's half of the state that would have hated the Falcons for taking Kirby from Georgia. 
Maybe think, more than half. I don't, Georgia Tech, is that who you're referring to? No, Georgia. Going to the Falcons. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Can you imagine that? State. They would not have been happy about that because Georgia <laughs> football is bigger than Falcons football. Sorry. In the state of Georgia? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you think yeah, so? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. And even in North Florida, Georgia is – And I, you've been to Jacksonville, yeah, you see yeah, a yeah. lot more Georgia tags than anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and th- this is like the heyday of their football. And if, if he if he swings over and goes to the Falcons, man, it would have been an uproar. Oh. Later. Did he get a raise this year? I mean, extension? I don't know. He's, I don't – I'm guessing. I mean, but – um, he doesn't seem too concerned from reports about Alabama with Coach DeBoer, which is pretty funny to me after Alabama beat them. And But he doesn't have to tangle with Saban anymore. Saban owned him, which is really crazy. Three, what, three and one? Was that right? More than that. It was more than that. It was like four, four to one or five yeah. to one. Like he, now he's, he's the boogeyman. Now he's the guy that everybody's going to – but it just feels like things are changing. I mean – they they almost lost to Ohio State in the playoff a couple years ago. If you got if you can move the football, Georgia's Georgia's always been <clears throat> susceptible to the passing game, which most college teams are. You know, well the passing game with the way college quarterbacks play now. I mean, you know, he, Coach Saban had Bryce Young for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, he had they played Georgia with Mac Jones, who to me is the most efficient passer. Given given his skill set, the most he got the coach Saban got the most out of Mac Jones than anybody could right. have ever gotten, and and yeah. I I say that Mac Jones was, uh, I mean if he was as talented as Bryce Young, I think he'd have been better than Bryce Young. Yeah. I think he was just unbelievable in terms of accuracy and efficiency, uh, getting the ball out, anticipating well, uh, but you know you're. Alabama had Mac Jones, and you had a first-year Stetson Bennett starting. Yeah. And so, uh, but then you had the best Alabama football player of all time, Bryce Young. After that, in Georgia, I mean, what are you going to do against that guy? You can't stop him. Yeah, not when he's you got can, some you targets. You try to slow him down and hope, yeah. hope that you. It, he was like, uh, I mean, it was like, what's his name, Deshaun Watson. I mean, Bryce, I think, was better a better college quarterback than Deshaun Watson, but it was also kind of a different era. Uh, but you couldn't really stop Deshaun Watson either. He was yeah. so accurate and so talented and smart. Uh, Did you ever match up against Deshaun Watson? That's, we played him and Nah, he was great. I was there. Yeah. He was great. He was a great quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was one of those. I mean, forty-five to forty. That was a great luck, game, man. You know, he's like that guy. He he had a lot of. Uh, he he had a lot of that Patrick Mahomes in him, where he could just backpedal and you know yeah. run around and then just throw it and find somebody. <laughs> you know, make plays. Um. You know, obviously, his career and his life have taken a different turn. Yeah, had that not had that all not happened, I'd I'd like He's to see really where good. His, his career went. But it seems like it's just kind of got gotten sideways since. Well, then. you miss years of football. I mean, forget about. And I, I don't even want to talk about what he did or he didn't do or whatever. He's playing football again. 
but the time off definitely hurts you, man. Oh yeah. And it kind of beats you down into a corner. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, again, who knows what all that's true and what's not. Yeah, but... no. So it's when you, when you roll around with big money, man, uh, you know, people are kind of eyeballing you for it. No, but, yeah. but then again, maybe he did, you know, I mean, obviously he paid a lot of people. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I know that they, uh, the NFL punished him and, you know, and he <clears throat> kind of took responsibility and then now he's back and he just doesn't look like the same quarterback. He's still pretty good, but not, not great. Yeah, he looks good. He just doesn't look like, doesn't look like he has that edge like he used to. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were playing, I mean, you just tell he was in college. I mean, how much fun he had playing, you know. Did you talk to him walking off the field? Because I see a lot of times he came over. He came over and congratulated me. We didn't sit there and talk for long. I mean, um, yeah, it was crazy down there, but he came over and congratulated me, which I appreciated. Uh, I mean, from what I know of Deshaun Watson, and that's private conversations with people that, I mean, everybody seems to to like him. Now, I don't know about all that other stuff. Yeah. I don't. I tend not to judge people unless I've had, you know, personal right. experiences with them. Uh, but so what? What? What's like when you're down there and that's happening? Like, what are people saying to you? Oh man, it was because I always see that I see you guys like coming off the field, and I'm like, man, I wonder what's going on right now. It's just I don't know. It's just insane for me. There's you know you had. Uh, ESPN and I remember Chris Stewart came up to me and we did an interview and Holly Rose like she ran over and was trying to push Chris out of the way. I was like, hang on now, this is my guy. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta do this with Chris first. We both love Chris because uh, yeah, I mean Chris is like the I don't know to me he's like the the and we're talking about Chris Stewart, uh, but Chris is kind of like that a traditional Alabama guy. He's got his you know, the guys that he covers for Alabama, he's got their backs. And when you're a player and you hear a guy like him on the radio and he's, you know, he's dogging the referees, he's pissed, you know, that, that things aren't going Alabama's way. It yeah. Makes oh, you, yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes you love it. Cause he's got your, you feel like he's got your back. Yeah. He does get mad. Doesn't he? Oh yeah. And he doesn't, he, he's always, you know, on the side of the Alabama players. And it just, you know, I always, that always stuck with me. And when I saw him on the field, you know, and, and Holly came up and I like Holly. She's, she's really nice. Uh, but it meant, you know, it's like a family member coming up to you when you're in that moment. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, like, yeah. Ah, my boy. <laughs> yeah. And he was excited, as excited as I was that we won. Well, yeah. Cause both of you were getting rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Oh. I'm looking forward to hearing him on the football calls this year. You know, he's does so good at basketball. I, I already miss him on baseball. Yeah. You know, like, I just think he's just fantastic. He's a good dude and funny. I love man. the basketball. Oh, he's so Bottom. fired up. Yeah. yeah. He's just so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so fired up uh, and he's on our channel. I mean, like we're on the same channel. I said, we, we need to like go up there and do their show sometime. Oh uh, yeah. Be such a different show for them. They're uh, very yeah. buttoned up. Chris would be like, yeah. What did these guys say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thought these were nice guys. Yeah. They're drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
well, disrupting or just trying to disrupt the media. I mean, what, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's been so active, man. I mean, like just every time you turn around, it's like something else going on with Bama. You know, coaches coming and going. and Oh, I know. It's almost – can you imagine being DeBoer right now? Yeah. I don't even – at this point, I've just shut it off. I'm like, yeah, just just get us to August, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then see where we are then. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a good dude. But I am excited about spring about spring ball. I, I really think he's a great guy. I, I you know, without oh, I knowing too. him, but I just believe that, you know. And I think that it's – I mean, there's just so many things that he's kind of, kind of having to deal with right now. Then he's got to go out and win football games. Oh, and, yeah. and what's going? The toughest part's going to well, be. That's what it, it seems like. We're lost in all the all the distractions of offseason stuff, and it's like, hey, we're, we're he's got to just be a football coach. Yeah, you know, that's the main goal is to win games here. Not the optics of everything, not, right. you know, not all the side conversations and side stories. Let him figure out how to win games and let him do it his own way and figure it out. Cause if not, you know, you're going to have like an Auburn situation. I mean, I, I feel like Auburn, everyone around the program's got their hands and they want to do things a certain way and, and, and pull a guy in different directions. Yeah. And there's a guy that's, you know, funding the buyout that wants a say in how things are done. Right, 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 right. And that's when you start getting, you know, uh, co when coaches just can't have a full handle of their program, that's when you start really having issues and really having issues for the next guy in line because he's heard what what the guy prior to him had to deal with. And, you know, it just it, – That's how it was at Alabama before saving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well – I've told you that. Like, well, it was it was that way. Like, you, you had this booster and this guy and this coach and, you know, and this athletic director and this assistant athletic director, and they're worried about this and that and this. And then Saban came in and was like – it was either his way or the highway. Well, and that's how it's got to be to to be successful. Now, it may crash and burn. The guy may not get it done. Right. But if you're going to give that guy the potential to win, he has to do things the way that makes him feel most comfortable in doing so, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, be like being on the radio and somebody calling you, telling you what you could talk about and what you could and couldn't say. And You know what's great is that that's happened to me before, and now I just don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that may change. I mean, you never know in life, you know, like some of the jobs that I want, like that, that could be a, the case again, but it is nice when you get to call your own shots. Oh yeah. You know, but you got, but you can't be wrong. I mean, you got to get it right. Oh yeah. Well, it makes you focus a lot more and do yeah. things, uh, you know, well, when you're bought in to your own system, which yeah. you would hope you are. Yeah. Right. It creates that much more drive to to make sure that you're right and that you prove everybody wrong. Yeah, and you know what that accountability is called, right? Family, and you got yeah. family. You got yeah. got that accountability that you you can't get it wrong. Oh you yeah, know? and and media, you know, just talking about this media has changed so much. Where when I started, you were so worried about trying to sound a certain way, trying to project this image that wasn't realistic. You know. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you and I get in here and it's like sitting in the locker room. I had a guy tell me that he was he enjoyed our show so much uh last time that he almost peed himself <laughs> laughing. You know, and 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 we did 10 minutes on my channel 
because we were waiting on Ryan. So we just did that yeah. to promote the show. It was like the pregame of the oh, Super yeah. Bowl, you know? And uh, we go and, about 80%. If we went 100%, people would be like, Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Oh, there'd yeah. be a lot of people that love it. And yeah, then a yeah. lot of people would be like, Oh, I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> It's like we were doing your show before, and Ryan walked in. I was like, "We're yeah. rolling, Don't say we're, anything. Hey, we're rolling." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Which is good, you know. <laughs> yeah. But and then and then that show I thought was one of our best shows, um, because it was just genuine, man. Like it was it, it. The best part about it was that it it wasn't like totally super studioed. It was oh, yeah. just more like you know, you come in here in this building. I, I was looking at this building the other day, and I was like, you know, I don't know how. Because all it is is like a, it's just a eight by 16 building. But when you come in here, there's just a certain ambiance that we've created. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? It's, I love it. I love it. You just come in here and relax. You feel like you're in a man cave. Just, yeah. you know. We got the, we're down a keg right now. I know next. We worked know on that, that, didn't we? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, still got, we still got the one. We got the blue moon, but we need the. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day, man. The next round may have to send me one of those Bud Light cakes. They got that's their that's their been drinking me a lot of Bud Light lately. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, had, I had a Budweiser the other day. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's an old friend that I missed. You know, when you hear, uh, that's not, we're not gonna go down this road and get all. <laughs> <on> this. <laughs> I mean, I was this close to <laughs> start talking about. We won't get all political on this, uh, but you know, it's like the worst part about it for stuff like that is, is there's corporate decisions made and you got people that like, I mean, Bud Light distributors that I know in Mobile that Good are people, hurt by man. it. Good yeah, people that, that do all the distributing. Yeah. You know, that are hurt by it more than anything. And it's just one marketing decision that's made that, I mean, you know was, what the toughest, it was an awful decision it, you know it, i mean it, there's no doubt about it yeah oh yeah man like you 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 it's honestly it's the um it's probably the worst marketing in the history of marketing i mean like we're where you get that many people that don't want to drink something you know and i i don't put myself in the category of uh of really offended i mean i was more like i i when the it, the thing that kind of irritated me was the marketing lady that came on that got fired and was talking about us the as frat being, boy culture you know, all that stuff like, i didn't that's, that's what, your beer drinking i mean it's not even a just frat more, boy like it's yeah like I they mean, were too sophisticated for us it's like <laughs> well, wait a second here like who who are you talking about you oh yeah know? the 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 whole idea of everything that i do is i want everyone to feel comfortable you yeah. know like everybody's but don't you know you want that same courtesy extended it's it's a two-way street oh, yeah. you know and for somebody in marketing to refer to people uh that i would cons put myself in that group as you know it was yeah. kind of like oh yeah well you know what and and a lot of people that actually worked for bud light felt the same way you know oh yeah i mean i was well, gonna I, i'll tell you this i'm gonna t reveal something i didn't do it but i was gonna dress like dylan mavaney for halloween at floribama <laughs> now i don't know if i would have pulled it off but i just didn't have go in the halloween but somebody that work at, uh, works for bud for budweiser told me they thought that would have been so damn funny 
<laughs> because uh, by that point we were laughing about it, you know. Oh, uh, Gussie Bush was on the Nash Championship team uh, in 2016. Really, from the yeah. Bush family? Yeah, he um, had that reality show there for a little bit. Uh, look, Harry Carey was great, my, I mean, great guy. Harry Carey's my one of my all-time favorite broadcasters, right? Yeah. I mean, I idolized him. That's why I wanted to be a Cubs broadcaster. You know, it's it's been hard for me to ever even leave my affiliation with the Cubs because I love the Cubs so much, yeah. right? And you know that just from talking to me. Like, I love them. And it's, like, in my blood, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was from watching him and Steve Stone as a kid, you know, and just wanting to do that. And he was – his thing was Bud Man Cubs fan. <laughs> you know, like, that was his song. Like, so when we were doing spring training – uh, for the Cubs, I was in charge of, I not only was on the broadcast, but I was also, uh, this was Cubs.com, MLB.com. Uh, I was also the producer. So I got to decide what we put on the air. So yeah. since the Cubs were a Budweiser, <clears throat> Bud Light yeah. team still, and they partly own that content, we, you know, I don't say like, might have been 2000, might have been 2015, somewhere in there. One of the one of the spring trainings, we brought back the vintage Harry Carey commercials, the Bud Bud I mean, commercials. You can't and go people wrong with freaking love them, yeah. dude. Like even to this day. Oh, uh, you can't. I mean, you put a, a Bud Light commercial on or a Budweiser commercial on, and you just throw a Clydesdale in there. I'm gonna love it. Yeah, you know the one with Peyton Manning and and uh, Emmett Smith is such a great commercial. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. saw that one, yeah. Like mm -hmm. they're at the bar, and he starts, and that's when I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm throw me one out drink." And then I was just like, <laughs> "I forgot I like these a lot." So, <laughs> like, so that's well, what, it's like you hear Dana White talk about what they do, where they put their money. I mean, the messaging was off, but I still think their their values and and, and now the the Bush family doesn't own Budweiser anymore. No. Uh, but I think they do their best to to carry that out. And I know that the Bush family has been kind of critical of Budweiser, you know, throughout the last couple of years. But yeah, uh, I mean, before all that happened, uh, to me, the most American beer was a Budweiser, you yeah, know, right, right, especially right. on, I mean, Fourth of July with the American flag on it. Love those I mean, cans, that was, man. That was like all American right yeah, there. Yeah, right, you know? right. I, I just and if you're gonna sell beer, just put a commercial on a, a loving America, kind of going through the heritage of America, how your company was started, and throw a few Clydesdales in there. Yeah, that's right. all you got to do. You love Clydesdales. I, I've heard you talk about Clydesdales a few times. Right? I love them. Oh yeah. You you saw them? Once you say you were in Saint, where were you in you San Antonio? Saw San Antonio, and you yeah. ran into the some Clydesdales. You don't even know if they were the Bud Clydesdales. No, they I were don't. just some Clydesdales. But that's, but that's you know that's what i think of <laughs> yeah yeah hell of a job by them i know you know i know i know so i'm at the point now where if they sent me a free keg i'd plug it right in i would have done it anyway so you can be bought i'm I can be <laughs> yeah i got but i like all beer man like i did a beer show during COVID. started a beer channel you know drinking beer channel like talking about beers and stuff so but now I'm like with you where I'm trying to lose weight. So yeah. having like, you know, craft beers, the problem with a lot of the really good tasting craft beers is that they're, they're heavy. They have a lot of carbs, you know, yeah. so you, you kind of have to, um, 
Yeah, you have to pick your drinks like responsibly. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. Talk about your diet, though. I, I heard you. What do you? You're do, still doing like uh, bone like broth and uh, oh yeah, bone broth and a couple eggs for lunch. I'll eat a little bit more at dinner, but like tonight, I'll eat a few chicken thighs, some vegetables. And you put any like sauces it. on them, or is this? Just, oh yeah, I mean like if I'm, I'm a eat, sauce guy. Yeah, no, nah, I put seasoning. I season them, really? throw them on the trigger, but uh. Well, when I got done with, uh, football and I came back and really when I got my second house, like moved in to my second house from my first house and we had kids and I knew I was going to be home a lot. That's when I was like, all right, I got to figure out the whole, I'm going to be here a lot. So I'm going to just start grilling, smoking stuff. Yeah. You know, how, how hard is it to smoke stuff? Not hard when you got a trigger. Set selling it me on this. what about green egg i mean green egg supposedly like everybody over here on north Dude, shore i've had this green egg people i've had this yeah i mean those, why is that because they want to pretend they're hard workers you know and <laughs> sit there by their grill and you know <laughs> want to sit by their grill and pretend they're managing the heat and all uh, my friend bricken has like they, they come here you go to his house and he's like the green egg has like doesn't have like normal charcoal. You got to have like a flamethrower to get it, the thing started. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. You do that, and then, but the food on it tastes Trigger, amazing. I dial in the temperature I want. I press the button, goes to that temperature for as long as there's pellets in it, and I don't have to worry about it. If I'm doing a brisket, I start at about ten o'clock at night, have it on a temperature, then I you know wrap it, do whatever I'm going to do to it throw it back in there, reset the temperature and it's done in 12 hours. And I like Bucky's you're like a real Bucky's. Uh, yeah. Have I, you been I, to Bucky's? I, yeah. I've been to Bucky's. That brisket doesn't have shit on mine. No, it doesn't. <laughs> They're good. No, that's well. And in, in San Antonio, that's we started eating. Uh, Are your bathrooms as clean as Bucky's? My bathroom's pretty clean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those Bucky's bathrooms are pretty amazing. <laughs> That's that was the wasn't that the whole the key behind it was the guy I, said I, I want to make a a big dude gas for somebody that travels like me like that's actually nice oh know? yeah because I'm not sliding into hotels or oh yeah Cracker Barrel <laughs> <laughs> I got a coworker that 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 got me on the hotel oh yeah yeah you yeah. know it, it is, is I mean that it, it is what it is have you ever heard that saying before. <laughs> 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 if yeah. we had a massive following hotels would be like what's yeah, going on here because people be, start filling up hotels it'd be like the time i slid into the pool at the phoenician <laughs> you know like like uh, crashed it a few times and then all of a sudden word got out you know <laughs> somebody <laughs> recognized me <laughs> that's the guy <laughs> yeah 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 no that's that's that that guy yeah get him oh sir what room are you in oh yeah no, but so the, back to the Traeger egg argument, uh, I've got a, well, I've got one buddy, I got, you know, a lot of buddies with different stuff, but one of my buddies has a Traeger that's big on cooking stuff. Uh, me and him teamed up against wow. another buddy of mine. Who's two buddies of mine who are all about the egg. Really? Oh yeah. So we cook brisket and ribs have a neighborhood contest and we kick these shit out of them in the brisket and the, and the ribs so bad. So that one of my buddies who was so invested in this egg 
bought a Traeger and I gave him so much shit about it. He returned the damn thing. (laughs) It was not even close. And because you don't have to see, you have to wake up every hour just to go make sure that the Mm -hmm. temperature's right. Where do you, where do you buy these at? Is this like a Ace Hardware, Home Depot, you know, wherever online. uh, I don't know any, I mean, like I don't have a grill right now. But it's something that like if you're gonna get one, I get a trigger. Well, yeah, I mean, like I'm especially if you're investing. doing like football Saturdays. Yeah, if you're gonna smoke ribs and smoke brisket, or I mean, if you want to surprise some people with some brisket, get a trigger. Because okay. I mean, there's not much to it. I mean, you you know, I go to Mosley's and Mobile, and to get them, I I don't mess with the trimming of the brisket. I just tell them, hey, do it the way you do it. I get it. I season it. Throw it on for eight to ten hours. Mm-hmm. Then I wrap it in tin foil, throw some dales in there, and let it cook at a lower oh, temperature until yeah. it hits two hundred five. Man, if you had Moore's, I, I got have. a steak it's the other same day. Same thing, put, just yeah. a little less salt in it. Yeah, you know? I like Moore's a lot. We did the did a steak. Um, I swing by Greer's every once in a while and grab a steak. Oh yeah, what downtown or in yeah, Fairhope? Fairhope, yeah. Down, well, I'm Fairhope downtown, but yeah, um, love it, dude. Like, I mean, it's so good, dude. They've got great meat there, you know, and then. But I was thinking, like, it's just not the same if you don't do it on the grill. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. You got to do it on the grill. Of course, the well, we're getting close to that time. Heard, oh, yeah. Heard the sous vide. You ever gotten one of those? Mm. No? Apparently, that's how steakhouses do it. They put it in a bag and water, and the water heats up the meat till it hits whatever temperature you want. Then you sear it on both sides. Really? Yeah. Just throw whatever seasoning you want in that bag. Yeah. And then huh. and then just sear it when it's done. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of people have it. gotten into it. I've never done it. But. No. I hear like the guys on the next round talking about the New York butcher shop, you know, like in Birmingham. I'm like, man, I, I would love to swing by there and just. The, your cut of meat, you, your, your cut of beef, your cut of meat, you know, if you're going to eat like steak. Oh, yeah. Really. That's no, everything. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then also like because you can freshness in it too. You the, if you cook a, a garbage steak as good as you can possibly cook it, it's you only going to be it. so good. Yeah, but yeah. I always yeah, you need to go to Mosley's. Mosley's and Mobile. I've never been to the one over here, but the one in Mobile. Man, the, I know those guys real well. I mean, they're so they know when you come in, they they got you covered, huh? Well, I mean, you get that national champion. I I think they treat everybody the same, but I mean, maybe they just make me feel at home when I walk in there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I hear you. Um, so we got spring practices about to start and and a big time. When does it start a month from now? Like, no, a couple weeks because the game's in April. Yeah. So how many weeks out is it's like four weeks out, right? Uh, I think mid mid March is yeah when it right starts. yeah right. So we're we're closing in on that. Um, I think that there's a good chance that Jalen Milrow is going to be the starting quarterback, but I think that there's also a good chance that you go in as a new coaching staff and you say, "Hey, man, I can't believe Ty Simpson stuck around." Uh, I mean, says a lot about him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but but who knows? Maybe that changes after you know. There's another transfer i hope he doesn't transfer but i'm yeah. just saying you know maybe but maybe he goes in and, and he did some things in that game against he's against good, South florida man. where you were like you know what the guy's got potential no, Big he's guy. good he's good he uh he's good it's just and you never know in college i mean 
it's all situational. It, it really is. You, you, you drive with a coach, whether they got the right system in place for your skill set, uh, you know, whether you, you're a good fit for your team. Um, I mean, there's just so, there's so many guys in college that, you know, you never hear from, you never, never heard of. And then all of a sudden they make it in the NFL and it's like, where'd this guy come from? I yeah. mean, there's so many, how do you think about all the NFL guys that, that have played that weren't well-known in college and then all of a sudden they make it to the league and they're great players. Yeah. Uh, just weren't in the right situation. Some of them, uh, you know, Matt Castle, uh, I mean, there's a, a, I mean, Kurt Warner, of course, but there's a lot of guys that you just, never even played in college and then all of a sudden they they're starters in the nfl which makes no sense you know but yeah some guys develop late some guys don't don't really pick up on the work that it takes to be a starter until they get a little older and realize that their opportunity is almost over well and, and part of it too is coaching man i mean just like who whose system matches your skill set oh yeah or just how a coach speaks to you yeah you know how true. how they how i mean <clears throat> that to me is in terms of quarterback development, that's probably the most important factor is having a coach that can speak to you and, and communicate with you and make you, you know, comfortable enough to have back and forth and really learn from mistakes. Um, rather than a guy that, that you might not be able to relate to and not communicate with in, in a way that, that makes you the best player possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, that's so much more important than what a lot of people realize, Yeah, you know, especially young kids that, uh, geez, man, you know, had I been able to go play at this age in comparison to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, I, I feel like I'd have been a much different player, but you know, it, it all comes with learning and developing and God, 18 is just so dang young, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is, man. I, mean, I feel like I'm really young now, but yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, learn yeah. a lot. Learn a lot playing college football. That's for sure. I'm sure, man. More so around about people, you know. I wonder if we're going to look back and it's going to be like 20 years between the last championship and the next championship, you know, because. I say that thinking about Bear Bryant's tenure and the success that Alabama had and, you know, and how easy Saban made it look to get into the playoff every year. You took it for granted, yeah. you know? I mean, you just – people used to ask me while Coach Saban was there, I was like, well, we'll, we'll see in the playoff. I mean, we'll uh, – you know, the difference in those teams are the ones, with, you know, which team has the most leadership because, I mean, the talent – it's going to stack up pretty similarly for the most part, the top two teams at least. And then you're going to find out, you know, was the team going out and having a good time all bowl week or were they pretty focused? Yeah. Focused in their, you know, in their rooms or in the, in the lobby with the team, just building chemistry and get, getting prepared and, you know, not out partying. Uh, you know, that's, that's when you talent only takes you so far. Right, and how your coaches are too. Are your coaches out partying? Are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty they focused. Setting an example for you. But I don't know. It's going to be exciting. I, I 
hopefully we're not waiting 20 years, but you're going to see a lot of different teams win national championships and move up the ladder pretty quickly with the portal, you know? Uh, and I heard an old teammate today. Uh, he was talking about having to rebuild teams annually, like Ole Miss, uh, you know I mean? Having a completely new roster for the most part, year in and year out at key positions. Right. Not going to take that long to build up a program anymore. Yeah. But how many how many guys did we end up did we end up keeping? How many scholarship guys are still on the team? Fifty something. I don't. I mean, I've never done that count. I know we lost like what, like, uh, like. 10 when after coach left like it was like at least 18. 26 or something yeah. total maybe like yeah. 10 you know whatever it was right so uh, yeah we got in the 50s yeah remaining guys. So you got a lot of great players that are still left i'm gonna google just because somebody's gonna be like mick you're wrong and i might be wrong but i mean yeah. i remember it was 10 that left after he left yeah yeah, and some of those guys didn't even give Alabama a chance to. They didn't meet Coach DeBoer. You know, they just decided they were gonna just. And honestly, the same thing with T. Rob. I mean, he 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 did what he thought was best, but he'd be the defensive coordinator right now if he yeah. stuck around. And a lot of those, I think, a lot of those guys hey, that transferred out would have stayed. I like what we got at DC. The yeah, with with Kane. Uh, you know, I've hammered that one home. I don't know how many times, but yeah. Uh, you know, if you were to tell me six months ago prior to all this happening that Kane would be our defensive coordinator, I said, okay, well, we're in a good spot, you know? Yeah. You got something to talk about for 30 seconds? Yeah, you go ahead and go outside, and I'll tell you what, that'll give me a chance to um, put my phone down instead of trying to figure that out and jump on here and tell you that our show is proudly presented by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, as you uh, have some fun wagering on sports uh do it parlays you can do all of that stuff there at mybookie.ag and if it's your initial wager go ahead and uh, take advantage of the uh promo code next round that'll get you up to half to a thousand dollars price match on that initial wager but nascar uh which I, I mean i'm probably the only one that, that enjoys watching nascar put a couple i like to put like pizza money down on a couple cars and, and just watch it's fun College basketball, the NBA, you got baseball coming up soon, which spring training has officially started. Uh, you know, so there's a bunch of cool things that are going on. And and don't forget too to uh lean on Lance's lock, Lance'slock.com. Lance Taylor, one of the really one of the great handicappers, man. Love talking about I, I did a show with him on uh Disrupt the Media last year. We picked games and stuff. He's really good. We'll and for his help, Alabama next year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You and I, talk, you you talk a big Florida Bama game, but I haven't seen you down there. I yet. know. Well, I hadn't, you know, hadn't been going down there as much. Uh, it's time. I know. I know. The uh, Orange Beach. When's the first time you went to Orange Beach? The first time I ever went to Orange Beach was when I was a, I was a KA at Alabama. Uh, so you guys were you, like, you saw Orange Beach before it was uh, oh, a yeah, tourist they, attraction. They were, yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're going to Florida." First time I ever went to Orange Beach was yeah. straight to Florida, and I walked in and it was like a the place was like a liquor store on the first floor. Like you walked straight in, 
everybody oh, yeah. looked at you like you had three heads. And luckily for me, um, the person checking IDs didn't check very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fake ID'd it right in, yeah. hung out with the guys, and 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 I was I was in love from that point on, man. Like I honestly it's this is one the best of, bar in America. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you that, like, I'm, I'm swear, like uh, I go there and I feel so like, I just feel like, man, I'm somewhere. Oh yeah. I like being, no, you get that feel for sure. You know, and you still have that old, uh, kind of antique feel that upstairs room. Oh yeah. Well, the upstairs room was what the whole place was. Yeah. yeah. Did you go there when it was like that? No, my dad's told me stories he told about you. that like, being the, it yeah. looks exactly the same, like you, but it's kind of turned different, you know? Yeah. You walk in there and you're like, you know, like, uh, like beers are like three bucks, or two bucks, or something. Like, oh, pretty yeah. cheap, you know. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Great spot. Well, that place, you know, uh, for years and years was, uh, I mean, that was like a. It's crazy to see what it's turned into. Really, what? It's an enterprise now. Oh yeah. John and Paul have done in that place. It's oh just yeah. Insane. Yeah. But now I Cam. mean, well before they took over i felt like it was a destination but now it's like a destination with star power oh yeah know? yeah think of all the songs that are like that reference oh, yeah. it. you know jimmy buffett wrote bama breeze bama breeze with that in mind i love that song yeah kenny chesney has a song called floor bama yeah uh it's, it's a pretty good song um i love bama breeze when it's like 65 70 degrees and you're out on a golf course somewhere <laughs> i mean it is like it is great i like the drink bama breeze i don't know if i've had the bama breeze yes yeah, that reminds me i'm gonna go give myself a little pull here to hang out with you um but yeah we're almost to that time now we're not there yet it's, no, it's still cold but yeah as soon as, as soon as deer season's over i'm i'm ready for it to warm up you know for that fall or that springtime of course we don't get that big of a spring here or long of a spring but those that month of 65 degree weather 65 to 80 mm -hmm. what's um what when you're playing like football during the spring camp what's that like the weather i mean i'm sure the weather's way better because I think that Coach Womack's uh, going to probably be explaining to Coach DeBoer that it gets hot as hell. Yeah. Get ready for it. It's, 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 I guess the worst part about spring is it's starting to get hotter. It's still not terrible. Nothing like camp. But there's no, there's no like, end goal in sight. There's no game at the end of this. There, I mean, right. you got spring game, but it's, you know, it, that's basically a practice with people in the stands, right. you know, uh, camp is way worse, but it's at least you have the season right there about to start. And, yeah. You know, the, what you've been working for all years right there at the end of the tunnel. But, uh, I mean, spring, you have a bad spring, you have a two hour practice you could be running for another 30 minutes afterwards, depending on how, how bad or good that <laughs> practice was. Really? Uh, yeah. Line up in the end zone. That was the worst part. Was it, were they like a lot of times and I'm sure they probably were manufactured bad practices. Well, they're probably looking at you <laughs> and going, all right, Coker fucked up everybody on the line. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I don't believe that at all. The the worst is when you're running at the end of practice and somebody jumps before coach says go. Like there's there would be no issue if you started, you know, half a second late, but for some reason you got a half speed hero trying to break a world record at the end of practice, you know. Right. And then you gotta rerun all those all those forties, fifties, you know. Uh that was the worst part of it. I hate it when when I when I you know played on teams when I did something wrong and made everybody else have to run and stuff you know like because you uh, get like tired basketball practice when you make both you don't have to run but if you you know you make one miss one you got to run one or be mostly like baseball practice like being out of position on cutoffs and <sighs> you know I don't know I mean you play baseball you know what I'm talking about be like little things like you're we used to have a hill we, or there, there's a hill at the high school I graduated from that is like, I mean, it's huge. And every time you made an error, coach, coach Sullivan dropped the bat and you just take off running. You had to run up this damn hill. It was, I mean, you had to run 300 yards or yeah. more and it was an incline like that. And so, you know, you have one or two errors at a practice you know, you'd be worn out. You have three and the whole team's ready to beat your ass in the locker room after, after it's over. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, uh, then you get done and it's like, you get done planning, you know, like I got into broadcasting my last year of playing 2002 and then 2003, I was broadcasting baseball and I miss it, man. You know, even to this day, there's, there's times where I'll show up to the park and I'm like, man, I just want to go take BP yeah and because i'm old and like it doesn't look like i can play once in a while i do and i like hit the ball pretty good and like, <laughs> man you know like well like one day i used to be able to play this game you know? <laughs> yeah. like nothing's changed i mean uh, yeah. except maybe your endurance yeah but you're i'm stronger now than i was back then you know yeah i love i love or i miss the but i'm sore part. as shit for about a week later <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like that's the big bp thing. would Sorry. be fun yeah i could still i feel like i could still hit it a long way i can still hit a golf ball a long way mm -hmm. i can still throw it you know decently well every now and then but the throwing the hitting i mean that's the fun part i don't miss the the surgeries and the training nonstop, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I work out you play every day for level. the most part, but yeah, yeah. you know, just, whew, that's a different kind of, you when, still feel those surgeries? My left knee for sure. Really? Yeah. I can't do certain things, climbing stairs. I mean, but I felt that as soon as it was over and never went away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, mm -hmm. when cartilage is missing out of your knee, you'd never lose that you never not feel that grind or whatever that is going on in there. Yeah. Knee giving out, you know? Right. I'm excited about seeing what this offense looks like at Alabama. Like I want to see, I mean, I guess I'm optimistic, but I'm always a kind of an internal optimist anyway, but I think that we're going to succeed with this new offense. I think we're going to move the ball and score points. I think that there's a lot of talent at the quarterback spot. Um, I'm worried about the secondary because of all the transfers. Yep. But at the same time, I think that, you know, we'll be able to score. I like a running back room. You know, I can't wait to see Haynes a lot this year. And oh, yeah. some of the other guys young. I mean, I want to see these guys like it's going to be good to have those guys being 
the mainstays, you know, what the offensive line's going to do. Like, I like the hire that they made. But until I see it out on the field, man, I just don't know what to think, you know? That's why I keep saying, I, you know, at this point, I'm tired of even thinking about, you know, what the possibilities are almost. I, and if the offense looks good on paper, you had Michael Penix running it last year. Yeah. You know, uh, his skill set is, I mean, it's not really not that similar to Jalen's. I mean, uh, I'm hoping they can tailor that system to Jalen. Jalen's a better athlete, but Penix oh, he's definitely is, a better athlete. But Pen, yeah, I mean, Pen, well, you're Penix talking about to... one of the better quarterbacks in terms of passing efficiency. Yeah, in yeah, college right. Football. Yeah, passing guys in the last open. decade. Right. I, uh, I've liked Penix since he was at Indiana. He's so accurate, you know. Like, but people, there's, there's, I feel like with Milrow, there's a divide. You know, there's people that love Milrow. And there's people that look at only the things that he doesn't do well, um, and That's aren't fans. Perfect of him. description, yeah. Right, and and it's like I wouldn't say it's probably seventy thirty, but it's a strong seventy thirty. You know, like there's you know the, the thirty that don't like him. They, they well, see it's that at least thirty. I think it's it might be 30. more than that. I would say so. I really? mean, national media. Uh, I mean, they're all over Milrow. But the guy, you know? the, the guy, the guy deserves more than that, though. I mean, he, he did win the SEC, and I know that the last game. Oh, I agree, hundred yeah, percent. The last game, you know, it, it leaves that taste in your mouth. But if the <laughs> offensive line would have blocked better, although people will say to me, Mick, he didn't, you know, he didn't um, do a good enough job of, uh, you know, calling out the, you know, the basically changing the play at the line of scrimmage, calling out the thing, you know, you've talked about this before, not with him, but you got to be able to look at it and, 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 and note what's going on. Right. So I, mm -hmm. I don't know enough about that. It's that's out of my pay. Grade. But uh, you know, people that say that, uh, could that be, a, I mean, Saban kind of mentioned it, I guess, in a post game show after the Rose bowl, but yeah, I don't know about that play. I mean, uh, you think it was just based on that one play. And now just going back through my head, I don't really, I can't remember. I know that a lot, you know, there's uh, a lot of people that were alleging that was the RPO, which very well could have and probably was, but you just don't know what, what was said, you know, in and out of that headset, you know, what the mindset was. If there was some, something left up to, you know, Jalen to make the decision based off what he was seeing. Um, there's just so much more to it than uh, there was nothing that drove me cr more crazy than uh, I remember we played LSU my senior year and uh, we just needed first downs on that final drive. And I went and got breakfast with a buddy and, and there was somebody with him that was like, was like, yeah, when you hit uh, OJ for that, first down uh i noticed calvin really was was wide open right behind him and i was like oh you son, you son of a, you know i was like dude i mean you know you do what you can in that moment right you know to to make sure and solidify a first down or, or whatever goal it is you're trying to reach and there's different goals on every play based on the circumstances and uh, there's a lot there to interpret, 
and and there's just more to it than you know hey this is this is a play this is the front this is what you're supposed to do i mean there's just a lot more that goes into it so i it's hard to just make one judgment based off the final play of the rose bowl right you know yeah i mean he willed that team without without him that team doesn't go as far i agree i and there were some plays the only the only thing I'd say there's a few plays in there where I thought he he could have been more physical running running the ball, and I felt like he needed to realize that his physicality in the rushing game was the key to winning. Right. At least that's how I felt. Uh, I mean, his him throwing the ball was supplemental to to his run game. What they about to drop a tree on this building? No, no, it's outside. I'm just hoping they don't drop it on my house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you live down here and you got to worry about hurricanes, trees are not your friend <laughs> unless they're live oaks or magnolias, but you've already said you don't like magnolias. Yeah, I, 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 see mean, where I love from. a clean cut, no tree yard. Yeah. That's what I like too. But then you got to worry about the direct hit from the wind. Yeah. There's no, there, there's no escaping it. Uh, great points though on Milrow. I, I think that going into camp, I'm I'm telling you right now. I think it's an I think it's an open competition. Well, who's the third guy outside? I mean, I guess you got well, it'd be the, Austin the Mack, freshman, yeah, or the young guy from Washington. It'd be it'd be Milrose's job. I've uh, heard he can sling it around now. Yeah, so have I. I mean, and he and he he played with them for a year. He's gonna have to get used to the speed. though. it's a little different. Is are would you would you say you're not in the Pac-12 anymore and wave at him like this? <laughs> <laughs> if there was a Dylan Lee out there, yes. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Lee would do that. So you got um, so you got him. I I would say he he and uh, and 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 Milro, uh, would be Milro one him two. I would say that uh, Ty Simpson's right there. I don't think there's much separation at all. And all we heard about two completely different styles. But all, it all we, depends on what the coaches think fits best. And then you know? and right and then but then don't forget about Dylan. Dylan Lottergan was very good that's yeah i forgot and, yeah and and i'm talking about you heard you saw him i heard from a lot of oh, people yeah. that the guy's a very good quarterback oh yeah i heard he can accurate you know throw guys open like and and, and i've said this before and you know I've, I've got a famous story that i don't want to talk about the who that was but i was in a bot luxury box one time and i said the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback i didn't realize it was the guy's dad but, but here it's here nor there, okay? It's true. And then when that guy was quarterback, the next guy was the most popular guy oh, yeah. on the team, right? The bottom line is this: is that's true. But when Tua was the backup quarterback, I heard a lot of the same stuff. And then Tua eventually got in, and I'm telling you, he's my favorite Alabama quarterback. So. Yeah. Besides well, was, you, Jake. Was, I mean, you know, outside yeah, of you, he's... Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I mean, really, like, dude. I, but that was two two completely different styles yeah. of play, too. No, I was a fan of yours. I, I definitely was. You know that. I mean, before I didn't even know you. I mean, just I like a guy that can my, – my, my, if, if I'm offensive coordinator, and you know this. Yeah. I want somebody that can stretch the field, and I want a quarterback that's a passer. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm taken away from um, – from Milrow or anything, because I, I, I like his skill set too. And I know it's tough to stop somebody that runs that fast and can throw deep like him. But I mean, if, if I'm offensive coordinator, I like guys like you 
and I like guys that can just like win. I want to be able to wing it, but I I think it's tougher to defend someone that just can make those throws like that, especially those like deep out passes. Well, you the know? thing about once the, you start hitting those, man, you really screw up the ability of the defense to be able because you have to defend the perimeters now. Yeah, I mean, when you does that become, make sense? When you're relying on the run game, you are a more consistent football team. When you rely on the pass game. I mean, there's so many variables that, that that's true too that can take place that that you you'll win games you shouldn't you'll lose games you shouldn't right and so you want to balance though when you're balanced and you can throw the ball that's the you can run and make it to the playoff if you're that talented if you cannot throw the ball then you're not going to win I mean it, it could happen but you're not going to beat the elite defense. statistics you know I mean yeah. you're not going to beat the Georges or when I was playing the Clemsons, uh, if you are just completely one dimensional and it's, to me, it's better to be more one dimensional towards, towards the run game. But I mean, I, I can't stand throwing the ball, you know, yeah, right. 60 times a game. Uh, but if you have a, a really good base foundation of running the football, and then you got a guy that can also make all the throws. And man, you just you know, it's it's hard to beat. If you're going to throw the ball or play, you're not going to win. Right. I mean, it's, it's Washington had every opportunity to win that game, missed three or four big plays, and they're completely out of it. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. There's just so much that goes on in every pass play that I mean, you're you're working on a lot of factors that have to go right in order, you know, to be successful consistently yeah and it's very hard to be that good when you throw the ball that much yeah 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 the funny thing is uh is if they would have made talking about, <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about our new coach i mean that was just a crazy crazy sequence but yeah look if he would have made those passes he probably wouldn't be here and i wouldn't have won the mike johnson's basketball i mean football contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's right wouldn't have that money in my pocket <laughs> yeah but hell, now every football and now every college team's doing this. I mean, they're all going going the passing. Yeah, you yeah. know the more pass attack, pass happy. Yeah, offenses. So, except Georgia. Yeah, except Georgia. But what does that tell you? Yeah, and they but they win that way. Yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. I, I'm I'm if very you're physical up front, man. It, you're going to be good no matter what. Very curious to see what that looks like when Alabama and Georgia match up. I, I'm curious to see how Alabama is able to stop the run on the perimeter without all of those guys that they lost. And that's yeah. the biggest thing that worries me about everything that happened last year with it. Well, this year when the transfer portal and all these guys are leaving and I'm going, you know, that was where we really, I thought separated ourselves from them in that game is that, we were the only team that had the speed and also the power to oh, stop yeah. them. Now, with that said, they also had some injuries in key spots, but you know what? We had injuries in key spots when they beat us last time. So yeah. That's that's part of the game too. Oh yeah. No, I mean we talk about that national championship when we lost our two best receivers all the time. Yeah, yeah. They don't beat us if that happens. No, they don't. All right, I'm gonna get a half of a little bit. Okay. Well, then send, send that over here. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that ate bone broth at, today. You I'm need look, that. Yeah, I'm looking at that blue moon handle. I'm like, oh, man, that, looks, that sounds good. It's a wonderful pour today, too. 
Not jacking it up today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, who do you think's in the playoff next year? Well, if you had a four-team playoff next year, who do you think would be in it? Uh, I'd go ahead and scratch Michigan. Yeah, no, they, they, and I, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Georgia. You can go ahead and pencil them in. Yeah. Uh, I think I. I don't know, man. I think we'll be there, but I mean, I, I kind of got to see what we in look the top like. Four. I, I just don't see us falling that far back, man. I know it's going to be a different. I think we make the top twelve, top four. It'd be tough. Yeah, I mean, but but you know, how awesome! I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a little, been a little selfish here. If there's a home game playoff to, playoff game, I mean, that would be insanity. You think about the atmosphere in Bryant Denny when you're playing at home during a playoff game. Yeah. That's what I'm most excited about with this new playoff. It's going to be so. I mean, hopefully we have all a these stadiums are going to be crazy. Hopefully we have a buy though. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I know what you mean. If it happened, right? Um, yeah. No, I I think we'll so. Be you in got the Ohio mix. State. You got uh, Ole Miss is Georgia. going all in. I'm not. I'm not putting Georgia, Ole Miss in the top four yet. <laughs> I'm just saying in the, the twelve though. They'll be in the 12. They'll be in the top 12. Is Jackson Dart coming back? Yeah. Yeah, then they'll be in the top 12. I bet they'll be a seven seed next year. They don't play us, so that'll be one less loss they take. What about Tennessee? How you, what, who's Tennessee's quarterback next year? Uh, they got that guy, Nico. I don't know how they're going to do, honestly. I, I don't know. They've... Texas, you think Texas is rebounding? Texas will be back. No doubt. And then what about Florida State? No. They've lost a lot of people. Yeah, they, nah, don't you? Clemson, though. We'll see. I, I think Clemson eventually is going to come back. Outside of DeBoer, who would you have wanted as our head coach? You know the answer to that. Dabo all the way. I want Dabo <laughs> from over DeBoer. Let's see. I, I hate that we didn't talk to him, but I think that his contract was where you couldn't really get him. Like it was like a really high buyout. And, yeah. And DeBoer's great. Um, but man, I just think Dabo would have done a great job too. I think it, he would have been re-energized. the The problem with him isn't is the problem is him is that he's got to figure out the transfer portal, the NIL stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can't. He's old school. You yeah, but that's not going to work. Oh uh, I man, I agree. You know what I mean? Like it just isn't working. And a lot of people say that. And I agree with them. You know, you, you've got to be able to change with the times, man. Yeah. You don't want to be the old guy that's, like, in the corner of the room, like, unwilling to make the adjustments, right? Well, then you're sitting there and everybody thinks you're – they love you, but it's like it's best we move on. Yeah, Like right. the Bobby Bowden situation. Yeah. I mean, and and that's in life – I think that's in, in, in life in general. You know, like, I, I upgrade my phones – because this is a 15 because I don't want to be the old guy that doesn't know how to do technology. Yep. You know, like I, I, because I feel like that's kind of the start of, you know, like falling out, you know, like when grandparents don't know how to use a VCR and it's like push, put the damn thing in there, hit a button and it plays, Oh yeah. you know, like all of that stuff's like, that's not that they were, they were stupid. They just didn't want to do it. Yeah. 
I think that coaching's a lot like that, where you just you got to stay young, man. And and being around young people keeps you young. Oh yeah. The I see people that I went to high school with, and it looks like Father Time was pissed off at them and beat their ass. <laughs> 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 like maybe because I spent my life around sports, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I look like their kid. I hope I'm helping you a little bit. Yeah, you come in. I mean, I look like their kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, my, you know what I mean, though. You know, like you just got you. It's, it's so much of it's a state of mind, but it's also a willingness to you know oh, not, yeah. not to put yourself in a spot where you don't appreciate like the you know, what it, what it, what, what it is to progress into that next thing, yeah. you know, and, and for Dabo, that's, what's killed him. So I would have loved well, that. We Dabo. did some, we did, we had to take all that we in Alabama I may have brought this up already. Uh, we had to take all these like aptitude tests and, and personality tests, like all the, the seniors and, and, uh, leadership had to take all these personality tests. And so, uh, we went over it actually with Rashawn Evans' mom. Uh, she's a psychologist, and uh, we went over each guy's in the room. We went over each guy's personality and their traits, and, and it you know all matched up. And then she, Coach Saban, did it as well. And she went over Coach Saban's personality, and and one of the main things that stuck out to me was uh, one of the things she said was how open he was and inviting new ideas, new thought processes, new pro, you know, new techniques. Uh, he's always open to learning and, and adjusting based on, uh, new philosophies. And when you sit there and you think about all the things that he implemented in this program, especially recruiting and, and, uh, and on offense, I mean, it holds true to, to everything he's done throughout his career, you know. Uh, just always finding a new edge and finding somebody to help him impl implement that uh, and incorporating into it his own, his own methodology. Yeah, good, great point. Um, let's talk a little basketball before we get out of here. Guys, boys took care of business again on Saturday. They just uh, they they shoot the three. It looks like they're having a good time playing. Their defense is not that good, but their offense is really good. And um, when they're hitting, man, they're a tough team to beat. I just got this feeling, and I might be totally off, that they're going to be really tough in the tournament this year. And they got a chance to win another SEC, you know, and I think we've talked about it here. I've talked about it on my other shows. If Alabama wants to continue to have a basketball program, they need to figure out that the, the deal with the field house or the new gym because we got somebody right now I don't want to lose. It's crazy, man. This guy is at the top of the heap every year. Always bring guys in. Always uh, the pace of play is the most exciting thing that nobody's seen at Alabama before ever. Most efficient team in basketball. Yeah. Uh, and really, you look at them this year, and you almost feel like it's a somewhat of a down year in comparison, in comparison to last year, and we're the top team in in terms of who's in the best driver's seat to win 
the SEC regular season title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because when I watch, and I always say, I mean, shooting the three ball is kind of like relying on the pass game in football, you know, on a consistent basis to win you uh, the most amount of games. I mean, we fire up threes, and yet, and I, I, I've always, again, always thought that was an inconsistent way to play, but hell, every year he coaches how many, He's been in Alabama, what, five years? Won four SEC titles, whether it be regular season or the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two regular seasons. So his way is, I mean, yeah. is about as consistent as possible. Uh, it's hard to do in the tournament, but in the span of a year, my gosh, the guy just, he can't lose. We we were always like middle of the pack. Yeah. You know, like one, once in a while we might break out and have a decent year. Our basketball program – is better than Kentucky's. Yeah. I mean, that to me is really saying something. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, now when Kentucky comes to town, it's like it's a, it's like football. It's, you know, Kentucky comes to town. Now you're upset that we lose to them. Yeah, that's right. Whereas prior to that, you just hope we won or lost by less than 10 points. We, we always played them tough, but, we you know, we, we weren't better. We You know, now it's like. Now we bully them. And we do, man. I mean, and and. There's some. There's six games left. There's some big games coming up. I can't wait for, you know, this week they play Kentucky Saturday. They play Kentucky Saturday. They play Florida at Wednesday. Coleman Coliseum Wednesday, right? Yeah. Then eventually they play Tennessee at home again. Tennessee the next Saturday. I think Ole Miss prior to that, which yeah. Ole Miss is pretty good. I know. I think they're like nineteen and seven or something like that. And I wouldn't mind going up there and watching that Tennessee game. That'd be it's kind of uh, it'd a fun be awesome, time, man. That'd be awesome. It's two weeks from now. Yeah, if it was like early enough, we should go. You know, I got I, I I like I don't really like my I like the sun set on me in Baldwin County. So, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I love it going up there. It, like I haven't been. And I don't think Coleman Coliseum is a good home court advantage. They've made it one. Yeah. But you see what, like, Auburn's like. And I've, I've done games Man, they, broadcasting. That was a Cameron great game to watch Saturday. Yeah, though. yeah, it was. They, <laughs> they weren't real loud at the end. No, no. They all camped out to get their ass whooped. Oh, yeah. But they still camped out, man. There's still a lot of excitement around their, their basketball program. Which They'd is, camp out again, too. They'd camp out if Alabama came and played them yeah, yeah, next like, week. We we can have a basketball program like that, but you got the the arena's got to be. It can't feel you like you got to pretend. You got to at least pretend you care, you know. Right, and I I feel like, and I know they are. I know they're trying. It's just not there, dude. Like you got to go in and the the it, it needs to feel like you're in a. Why don't they just redo it instead of? Because the way the the way that it's laid out, to, it's not high enough. I don't think you know, yeah. like they. It's when just, you sit up top, it seems like you're forever away. Oh yeah, you sit up top, and you might as well just walk into everybody's offices that are around that top walkway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you, the, the everything about that place it, it says bulldozer to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and look, I graduated from there. You know, like I walked through there. Uh, I, I've called games in there, men's and women's games. Um, I was I, I ran on the court and when when uh, they won the SEC in 2002, you know, like I've had some fond memories there, but it's just not that good of an arena, and and you're too far back, and and it's just we got this coach that we got to keep, 
you know, we just got to do everything we can. We got to put, he, he, we've always been like, Hey, what would it be like to have like a real basketball program? Now we got one. And, and, and all I hear is like excuses. Oh, the money it's NIL. It's this and that, you know, what's going to happen is somebody's going to come in from like Louisville and they're going to be like, Hey man, we'll Ohio pay state. They just fired their coach. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay you double. We got a better arena. We got money for NIL. Come here. Ohio state's got it. I got it. Right. And, and all, and I'm telling I've been you nervous about hearing that. Cause you know, he was number one on their list. I mean, he's number one on everybody. That's my point. Kentucky, when they get tired of losing to Alabama, I mean, that's another school. They're going to promise. I mean, they're going to get him whatever he wants. Yeah. And they, because did. Calipari, I mean, I know he's, he's been, you know, upper echelon sec, but that's still not, that's like Alabama football, you know? That's yeah. Just, Kentucky had my cousin on there for a while, Billy Gillespie. And it was a it was a sad collapse. It was a sad collapse. When I say cousin, like you know, we we're related somehow. <laughs> we spent if you spell your last name like I spell my last name, we are related. My grand my grandfather told me that it's like fifth or sixth cousins or something. And I mean, and that guy got chewed up and spit out in two years there. Yeah. And that's a tough job. You got to go in and be successful. Calipari's like there now, and and it's like it just isn't. He's not winning enough. Yep. Well, you know, I, I will say this: the SEC's gotten a lot better since he since he was hired. I mean, because when you, I mean, back in you had Arkansas and Florida. Yeah. Outside of Kentucky. Right, right. You know, Kentucky up here, Florida and Arkansas, and everybody else was just I mean, there there weren't any other really great programs in, in terms of basketball. And now all of a sudden half the teams are ranked. Yeah. And it's flip flop. I mean, Arkansas's bottom of the barrel SEC now. You got Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn. Who else is good? Ole Miss, Ole Miss, pretty good, but it's just crazy the way that things have changed. Yeah, but he's got to compete. I mean, it's just a you, either a guy from Alabama or Florida, Mississippi, Georgia. I mean, if Florida or Arkansas offered them, and then all of a sudden Kentucky came in, it was a done deal. You yeah, know, you're going to Kentucky now, not so much. No. You're a big basketball guy, though. You you could dunk back in high school. You you're a hoopster, and I gotta tell you, man, I think that it's a great idea that if Bama wins the SEC, that you do grow a Grant Nelson mustache. I'm. It's about all I that. can grow. The mustache is that about as good as yeah. you could do. Get some trash down here. No trash down there. You got it. It just gotta be just like mustache. Just the stash across the top. You know the problem is, is that since the mustache is really all I can do. I'll shave that, and I got a little bit of stuff down here. But uh, even when I shave, you're like, you grown a mustache? Yeah, yeah. You I see one right I'm now. I'm like, you don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've that, been dealing with this train wreck for 15 years. It, it looks a lot like what uh, Jimmy Buffett sang about, that pencil-thin mustache, you know, Boston black-haired kind. I like that, though. <laughs> Roll, roll with it, man. Now, Grant Nelson, that, that dude's got some style, man. I like, I like this team. 
I like him too. I Griffin, think I like him. I like Sears. You can't not like him. You know, Estrada is a pretty good ball player. Yeah. Pringle. I love Pringle. He's an Alabama guy to me. Yeah. I watched a little bit of Memphis the other day. I was looking for your boy Quinterly on there. They were you getting know, killed by he Alabama. He'd help out so much. Uh, he, we man. need a motor. We need somebody that just, we need, we need a trash. He's not trash, but. We need a, what we need is a big guy that just beats the hell out of people. Right. You know, the guy just, that went to the NBA last year is pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. What was his name? The big dude uh, from Canada. Yeah. I, I could see him, but you know, he had, a, he had a really good finish to the season and then, to, you know, uh, he was dominant yeah. towards the end of the year. Yeah. Last year's team was way better. And this year's team is going to make a bigger run. You That's my so? prediction. That's my prediction. I hope we're just hot. I mean, one of the most fun, to me, the SEC tournament is some of my favorite basketball watching mm -hmm. times. Yeah. You know, and once you get an NCAA tournament, it's so, it's just so, they're so chaotic. Yeah. You don't know who's going to win, even if you're the better team. Like last year, we lost San Diego State. Of course, they didn't go to the finals, but I mean, you just never know devastating what's going to happen. Devastating loss, man. Oh, I know. I know. God, that one. I didn't even watch the rest of the tournament. Me I was neither. just like – Me neither, man. Me lost neither. interest. It's the first time I really had Bama as a national champion in a basketball tournament. Yeah. And thinking, like, they could do it. Oh, yeah. Because there wasn't really a dominant – They could. Yeah, there was no dominant force. Uh, UConn, yeah, they beat the hell out of us in the regular season. So, I mean, that had been pretty tough. But – uh. But we had the we had that the, was the only time I we went in and I was like we're going to win the national we had but we had players everywhere. Well, we have you know what we've put in an hour and forty minutes, and it's been fun. Anything that you want to add before we uh, wrap it up for today? If you're thinking about buying a grill. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger over yeah, over A. Trust huh? me. Okay. Are they are they comparably priced? I think so. I think Trigger's cheaper. Is it? Yeah. Get you over here. And all these guys, you know, these freaking meatheads, they're like, <laughs> oh, I can get an egg up to a thousand degrees. Literal like, meathead. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got some. I know you don't. You don't have to announce any now, but I, I think you got some good guests lined up for us. Yeah. Well, we talked about John Lieber before. I'm yeah. excited about him. Oh, that'd be great. You know, Josh Donaldson lives right down the road. Does down he? Here. Yeah. But he's still playing. I don't think he signed anybody this year. Really? Yeah. Where's he live? Down here somewhere. Really? I knew he was an Auburn guy. Then, oh yeah, he's an Auburn guy. Then Jake Peavy, you got Jake Peavy too, of course. Uh, haven't sp I've spoken to John Lieber and not talked to Jake, and I don't know Josh, but it would, would be cool to just having watched Josh play and how emotionally he plays. Yeah, it'd be fun to hear some of his stories. I had when he got traded by the Cubs to the A's. I had one scout in the organization tell me that they thought it was the stupidest trade we could have made trading him away oh yeah before he even played in the big leagues when he was with the a's cubs traded him to the A's. oh uh, he went in a deal and and the guy was off the record conversation and he was like 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, I we'll have to get him in here. I, I know the whole story, so I, I would yeah. love to see what his thoughts are. But yeah. you know, he's a fiery dude, man, and and people don't always know how to take that. Oh yeah, you know. Hey, I love it. I love a guy like that. Just plays with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Who's the know? most fiery guy you played with? At Alabama. At Alabama. Uh, Kenyon Drake would get fired up. He'd get fired up pretty good. The D-line, I mean, they were the whole defense, really. I mean, Cyrus Jones was pretty quiet. You almost have to go and opposite of fiery because there's so many guys that uh would get worked up i mean the defense you just i mean camp you knew there's gonna be a handful of fights every week because those guys i mean it was just so intense um gino and cyrus were probably the most level-headed calm guys out there to calm everybody down <laughs> yeah which is a good thing you know uh reggie was pretty calm but he'd get fired up too now uh and then marlon humphrey was a pretty calm guy was he oh yeah yeah then outside of that you just had a bunch of maniacs just ready to decapitate <laughs> somebody on the floor. right right field. right let's <laughs> go uh but hopefully hopefully uh I guess that's my takeaway. I want to see some hard nosed smash mouth ball this year. Cause I know that the, the temperament's going to change from up top. Uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think you got to have some, some ruthless players, right. You know, to, to balance that out. Yeah. And that's what I want to see. Some guys just want to, not just win, but just dominate, and they're going to be pissed off if they don't win by a yeah. certain amount of points. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Well, fun conversation. Uh, when are you coming back? What what, uh, what day are we going to do the next one? Thursday? Thursday. Let's do Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. We'll do it again on Thursday. Uh, keep me, uh, keep us updated on your diet. Yep. Beer didn't home. help. No, nah, but you deserve it. I mean, you drank bone broth today. so Yep. Didn't have a beer this weekend either. Really? Yep. No beer during the Alabama game or the Kentucky Auburn game, or just chilled out. Yeah, and for me, light beer is that way. It's like not drinking beer. Yeah, I guess when you just you know, like you're playing golf, and as long as you stick to the light beers, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Just say, but I, I mean, I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm I've cut way back too, so. It's it's not it was dry January and then well, I'm kinda... football season is just the time to kick back, watch football, enjoy it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Spring rolls around, it's time to Well, know, it's boat it's it almost together. boat season and the last thing I need is to be fat on the boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? That sun gets you, that shirt comes off, and people are like, oh, I put that shirt back yeah, on, man. They won't let you park your boat on the beach. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've, seen some, I've, I've seen some disasters on that beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> uh, seen a few eyesores in my day. <laughs> oh, please, please, please. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, 
again, uh, elephant in the room part of Disrupt the Media, guys. Uh, please comment. Make sure that you're a part of our channel. Uh, share the show, too. I mean, as we try to build this, we appreciate all of you guys and, and uh, you know, hanging out with us here. I want to remind you that we're brought to you by MyBookie, mybookie.ag. 50% price match with the promo code next round up to $1,000 on that initial bet. And uh, Lance's lock, our friend Lance Taylor, uh, locking it down right now with college basketball, the NBA, and uh, you can get uh, a, a lot of help and, and you know information as you kind of throw out those, those bets uh, this spring. So, and baseball as well. All right, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We will talk to you again soon and roll tide.